And good afternoon, everybody. It is a grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America because twins win, baby. Twins win. Five out of six. We're rolling, rolling into the all-star break. Just what the old doctor ordered for your Minnesota Twins. So we're going to have a bit of a shortened up show here, but we do have a show for you and it's going to be a good time. Dan Peters is in studio with me today. And uh, we're going to have uh, a guest even about 4.30, Cooper Carraway. He is with the local chapter of the AFL-CIO, and he's been uh, getting involved in a lot of issues. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some Supreme Court issues, decisions that affect labor unions in this country and get his take on that. Um, But uh, that's going to come up after the news and weather at the bottom of the hour. But, you know, we're going to have a good time here. And, uh, you know, so don't, don't worry too much about whether or not Everything's gonna be okay, Dan. We're in a we're in an air conditioned studio, so we're okay. Are you okay, Dan? I am okay, although I do have something in song response. I'm hot-blooded, hot-blooded. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A little foreigner, baby. Yeah. So now yeah, it's 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 a bit hot outside. Yeah. And I'll be able good. to handle the heat. Yeah, if, I rode my bike. It wasn't that bad. If you you know, I took the shady part of the bike trail over took the long shady route so it was fine yeah if you have to stand out there in the sunshine and in the wind that's where it's going to suck the life right out of you yeah well we'll be right back we're going to take a short break here at, uh, with dan and i we'll be back to uh get you into the rest of the day this is the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo well i moved into town Got fired from a cattle drag up north. The ropes of the gallows was swinging in the breeze. All the wanted posters had pictures of me. I got Michael 45 right by my side. It's through 424 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, we're coming into the bottom of the hour here. Uh, Cooper Calloway, he is with the Caraway. Cooper Caraway. He's with the AFL-CIO here in Sioux Falls, and he's going to be here a little after 4.30, so you're going to stay close for that. Uh, you know what tomorrow is, Dan? What I is know. tomorrow? Tomorrow is Thursday. Yes. It's also uh, it's Wiener Days over in Laverne. Ooh. Yep. Oh, that's right. I remember last year yep. you and JP had a deal going on yep. over there. Wiener Man. It's the Wiener Man. Competitive. It's it's a kind of a triathlon thing with competitive eating thrown in. I'm not competing. I'm more of the documenter. There will not be the 72 hot dogs consumed. Not by me. By one person no, in one sitting. There is hot dog dipping. The same, you got to eat the, I mean, hot dogs are consumed during this event. And uh, last year, JP had to eat a whole pizza with hot dogs on it. <laughs> oh my God. And then she had to run two miles. Ooh. Yeah. So somebody has to bike. There's some swimming and there's just eating between all the stages. There's got to be someone who has to carry a wheelbarrow in front of them to hold their <laughs> gut in place after eating all that stuff and then going running. Yeah, so we're headed over to Laverne tomorrow night. Uh, if you're in the area and you want to see something truly amazing and yet disgust- disgusting and, oh, slightly revolting, <laughs> head on over to the Wiener Man, uh, the, the, the uh, hot mess. That team, That's their team. It's all women, and they've won five years in a row or something like that. So they've got a title to defend. Who be... It's far be it for me to get in their way. But, uh, well, so the other thing is they all have to cross together. So in the end, I, it's got some weird rules, but it's, it's a thing. Well, if they've got the weird rules, 
but they're able to win despite the weird rules. Either they understand the rules better than anybody, or or maybe they just are able to, I can't say circumvent, because they no, probably no. follow the rules to the letter and, and are able to do so. They're fine athletes and, and quality eaters, and that combination's tough to beat. Uh, anyway, we'll be more on that uh, when we get back. I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. The Wiener Man over there. But there's a lot going on over in Laverne this weekend with Wiener Days. Uh, there's everything involving hot dogs and beer. So there you go. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we'll chat with Cooper Caraway. He is with the AFL-CIO. That's coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and I am very pleased to have in the studio with me today Cooper Caraway. He is the president of the local chapter, the AFL-CIO, uh, which way back in the day stood for American Federation of Labor and the Congress of International Organ. I almost <laughs> made it. I almost made it. Cooper, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's actually Congress of Industrial Organization. Oh, so close. Very close. Not that many people can get that one. Right. Uh, you get an A for effort. Thanks. Uh, I don't <laughs> think most people these days get it, but you get an A. <laughs> well, I was a history major, so I had to learn that sort of stuff. Good. So, Cooper, uh, you're the president of the local chapter of the AFL-CIO. What does that mean? What do you do? All right, so um, the AFL-CIO uh, is the National Labor Federation that most all American labor unions are part of. Um, and so that's broken up into uh, local and state federations. And so in South Dakota, we have our state federation of labor, the state AFL-CIO, and then we have uh, three uh, local AFL-CIOs, um, one in Sioux Falls, one in Aberdeen, and one in Rapid City. And so you are the president of this, um, and and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about the recent um, – Supreme Court decision uh, basically saying uh, that uh, public sector union, uh, but that people don't have to pay union wages, union dues if they're not part of the union. That, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, how did you end up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, working for the AFL-CIO? So I've uh, been a labor activist for most of my life, uh, and, um, for most of my adult life at least. Um, I started off in... Uh, uh, Texas uh, organizing uh, students and immigrant workers uh, and um, moved on, uh, became part of Jobs of Justice, uh, uh, got a job as a rep for the American Federation of Teachers in, uh, in Dallas, and then uh, you know got a call one day about two years ago um, from AFSCME, Council 65, the public sector union in South Dakota, um, saying that they needed someone who uh, knew how to, how to organize and, and uh, do union work in a right-to-work state, in a mm-hmm. right-to-work environment. And uh, that's something that I'm familiar with, and so I uh, decided to come up here, and you know, I've loved it ever since. Yeah. And so how did you end up working uh, for unions? Uh, was that something you, you just started doing, or uh, did you were you working in a... a in a job somewhere and got involved in the in your local union and just came up through the ranks. How did that work? Uh, so I've done both. Um, I've um, you know one of my first jobs working in a warehouse. I joined the uh, International Brotherhood of Teamsters um, and uh, uh, became a steward uh, with them. And then, uh, uh, but I've also um, through my community activism, you know, worked uh, alongside the labor movement. And then, um, uh, you know slowly uh, moved into working, you know, full-time for, for the labor movement. Uh, but it's been a lifelong uh, goal. 
And we're talking with Cooper Caraway. He was the uh, president of the AFL-CIO in Sioux Falls. Now, you sort of uh, uh, leapt into the public uh, uh, attention a little bit, if you follow politics, <laughs> at the uh, South Dakota Democratic Convention by, uh, say, endorsing uh, Tatuan. I'm going to say her. I always say her name wrong. It's not It's not Tate. It's Tatuan. Tatween. Tatween. Tatewi. Tatewi. There you go. Gosh, I apologize. Tatewin means... For uh, attorney general, that was surprising to some. Why? Why did you? Was that surprising for you? Were you doing it to make a statement? W- why? No, uh, it was actually. Um, it, it seemed kind of run of the mill to us. We had invited both attorney general candidates down to the Sioux Falls Labor Temple. Um, delegates from all, all the local unions here uh, uh, sat and listened to both uh, Randy Seiler and Tatewi Means uh, uh, speak. Uh, we asked them questions. You know, we kept them there most of the night. Um, and then, you know, we argued amongst ourselves who to endorse. And uh, democratically, we decided that uh, uh, Tatewi uh, would be our uh, endorsed candidate. And what was the what was it about uh, Ms. Means that made you want to endorse her? What was the deciding factor there? So um, R- Randy was is a obviously very formidable um i think everyone recognizes that he, and he's a great candidate um we obviously support him um now um i think uh, uh what set tate apart was uh that she uh, uh seemed to embody um you know um, she she just answered our folks questions mm-hmm. a, a little more seemed to be you know a little more uh, a little more uh, passionate and ready to buck the system a little bit more um, and, you know, to, to be honest, you know, working folks, uh, the, the, the main feeling amongst working folks in South Dakota is uh, that the status quo doesn't work. Um, and, uh, and so we saw her as, as a fighter to, to carry that forward. Before we get to the Supreme Court decision, um, just working in union politics in South Dakota must be very difficult. The laws aren't very favorable for unions here. What's the situation for you? What's the atmosphere for you right now as a as a union organizer in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? So um, for for a very long time, uh, working people have had a, um, uh, you know, at best hostile relationship with uh, the state government and state administration. Um, uh, South Dakota has been a so-called right to work state since uh, right to work laws have been around uh, since the 40s. Um, And. uh, and that has led to you know, poor working conditions. Uh, you know, uh, Sioux Falls is near the bottom in teacher pay. Uh, it's uh, 47th in workplace safety. Uh, uh, the only, uh, typically the only um, stat that, Sioux, that South Dakota typic, uh, consistently ranks number one at or near the top is uh, in a list of the most corrupt states in the country. Um, and, um, you know, workers are dying at, uh, in South Dakota at work, uh, at a rate that's more than twice the national average. Um, and so, um, workers, uh, or, uh, the organized working class has been, you know, yelling at the, uh, state government to do something, put some regulations, you know, help us out a little bit. Um, and, you know, they've done the opposite. They try to tear up, um, workers' collective bargaining rights. They tried to do that to college professors this past legislative mm-hmm. session. They actually accomplished it uh, in regards to workers at tech schools uh, the year before. Um, and so, you know, not only are they not expanding the rights of working people, but they're uh, attacking the rights we've already uh, fought for and won. Why is that? I mean, why do South Dakotans, I, I mean, you're, you're right in that unions have been on the slide in this state since uh, 
in my brain, in, the, in my historical reference since the, the strike at Morrell's in mid-80s, it must have been like 85, 86. Um, why do you think, what is it about this state and these people who that don't really uh, see unions as a good thing? So, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, the state or that the people don't see unions as a good thing. I would just say that the people in charge don't see it as a good thing. You know, South Dakota, like many uh, southern states, like where I come from, uh, South Dakota is not necessarily a red state. It's a, it's a no voting state. Um, you know, the, the, the voter turnouts typically, you know, uh, under 50, 60 percent in, in regards to uh, state races, uh, national races. Um, so, uh, you know, um, I think that uh, the evidence has shown that in the past year, uh, unions have grown quite a lot in uh, in popularity and in membership. Um, in the in the past year, the uh, labor movement uh, in the public sector, uh, union membership has grown by eighty percent in South Dakota. And um, uh, in the public sector, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And in twenty seventeen, nationwide was the first year that in decades that the labor movement has shown net growth, and two hundred seventy thousand people joined labor unions in uh, in the year twenty seventeen. We're going to come right back and talk more with Cooper Carraway. He is the president of the AFL-CIO in Sioux Falls, and we'll discuss a recent Supreme Court decision uh, concerning uh, public sector unions, and uh, we'll come back and chat real soon. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Cooper Carraway. He is president of the AFL-CIO chapter in Sioux Falls. And uh, Cooper, uh, we were chatting uh, just about uh, sort of the state of union uh, politics and unionism in the state of South Dakota. Um, recently, what a couple of weeks ago now, there was a uh, pretty major uh, Supreme Court decision out of Washington that said that, and I don't want to get this wrong, but essentially... Uh, unions in the public sector so teachers government workers state workers all that kind of stuff can't uh uh uh, collect union dues from people who aren't union members correct i got that right no uh (laughs) (laughs) how close was i come on man very close it's fine Uh, that's a common misconception even the you know msnbc fox they all get that wrong too okay uh the case was um whether they could collect fair share fees um, so already federal law says that unions can't force anyone to pay union dues. Uh, that's Taft-Hartley um, federal law. Uh, but uh, in states like Minnesota uh, that are not right-to-work states, um, unions had the right to collect a fair share fee. Uh, so a fair share fee is typically about 70 to 80% of the union dues uh, per month. And basically what's that saying? what that says is that I don't want to be part of the union, you know, I don't agree with the union or whatever, uh, but... Um, they're still uh, the person still has to pay uh, for representation, uh, for negotiation, and and things like that. Because they all work under the same contract, right? And the law says that uh, the law across the country says that unions have to represent everyone who works in the workplace, regardless of their membership status. So if they're not members, you know, they they still have to be represented in the public sector. Uh, is it different for the public sector in that regard? That in terms of. You have to represent them? Nope. Uh, okay. It's the same uh, across the board, public and private. Uh, if you have a union in your workplace, whether you're a member or not, the union bylaw has to represent you. So everybody that's everybody that has comparable jobs is covered by the same contract. That's what that comes down to, right? Yeah. No matter what. 
That's right. And but it's been it's difficult if you are in you know in a pri- in a private sector job and there's a union. Um, if you um, you you don't have to pay the sharing fee, right? Right. A fair share. Um, that's only in the public sector. So how big a deal was the case? Uh, Janice versus asked me, where did you say it was out of Illinois? Out of Illinois. That's right. How big of a blow is this to public sector unions in South Dakota? Uh, I don't know um, that it's a blow to unions. Um, it is a, it will certainly be a blow to working folks uh, down the line because um, for example, the city of Sioux Falls just recently did a wage study and that was, you know, around the news uh, that they, uh, did a wage study, mm-hmm. and um, when they um, in these wage studies, growing cities in South Dakota like Sioux Falls, they look to other successful cities and see how did they manage that growth, and how did they uh, support their workers and whatnot. What kind of benefits? What kind of pay? Um, so in the wage study, Sioux Falls did uh, the top tier. The standard bearers were, as always, St. Paul, Minnesota, Boulder, Colorado, and Billings, Montana. Um, so those are all cities that are not in right to work states. Um, so now uh, that Janice has effectively made the entire country right to work in regards to the public sector, um, now those uh, the workers in those cities, their, their wage and benefit growth will slow. Um, and so when the standard bearers, um, when the standard bearers growth slows and wages and benefits growth slow, uh, then uh, that will eventually trickle down to growing cities uh, like Sioux Falls that look to them for guidance. So... This um, the, the philosophical issue here, I think, is because it's a public sector. Okay, so they're they're government workers, right? Why should a government worker who's on, you know, a, the public role, the public uh, payroll, have to have union representation? Why? I mean, it, you you choose to work for the government at some measure. You could right. go out into the public sector. Sure. or the private sector and get a job, why should public sector employees even be able to have union representation? Because there are people who argue that they shouldn't. Sure. Uh, there are people who argue that uh, no one should have the right to have a union. Uh, and, you know, there are people who argue that, you know, we should send 10-year-olds down to the mines. Um, but you know, that's not, not necessarily a good idea. Um, you know, the, the, the fact is that... Um, you know, public uh, government workers do not have to be in a union. Um, there are many um, government workers that have no union representation. Um, just because you're a government worker doesn't mean you automatically get union representation. Uh, the only way to get representation is through a democratic process. And so if workers, uh, for example, the public workers, state workers in Redfield, South Dakota, last year uh, decided to form a union. They hadn't had a union in 30 years. As a state uh, hospital. As a state hospital. Yeah. So they're public sector, and they decided to form a union um, and join my union, APSME. The only way they could get union representation in is to have an election. Um, and so the Department of Labor comes in and all the workers get together and they vote yes or no. And a majority of all the workers in the workplace have to vote yes uh, in, order for, uh, in order to get union representation. Um, and so this is not something that's forced on anyone. Uh, anyone who has a union across this country, um, they have that union because at some point the workers got together and they voted to have one. Um, at any point, they could get rid of the union by having another vote. Um, but they don't, uh, for the most part, because, you know, they enjoy the benefits and, and security that union representation provides. In the, in the minute or so we have left, um, I want you to talk just a little bit about um, 
what's happening in Sioux Falls in terms of where are you organizing? Where are people uh, uh, the most open to um, union activities and, and, and union negotiation? So what we found is uh, union, uh, union activity in Sioux Falls and across South Dakota uh, spans across uh, the industrial uh, uh, spectrum and as well as across the political spectrum. You know, we have counties that, um, uh, you know, voted 95% for Donald Trump. They're also voting 95% to have a union. Um, and uh, um, so, you know, How we do you have, measure that? 95% to have a union. Uh, because we can see that uh, when they have union elections, um, we can we see the results of the union election. Um, and we see that 95% vote, you know, to bring a union in. Um, so um, that's a, it's, a, it's across the spectrum. So we have, of course, uh, folks who work at the Morales plant. We also have city workers. Uh, we have engineers. Um, and we have, uh, we have professional electricians. Uh, so there's uh, call centers. Um, we have, you know, technicians. Are uh, the unions still act pretty active in the trades in this town? Very active. Yes, okay. very active. Um, yeah, most all uh, building trades are, are union here. No, they don't have to be. Again, somebody could be a plumber or whatever and have a company and it won't be it doesn't necessarily have to be union sure right? that's right it doesn't it had their workers in that company would have to vote for it that's right okay um cooper uh we're out of time cooper caraway president of the afl cio in sioux falls but i really appreciate you coming in and we'll you know we'll have you back and we'll chat whenever there's news that brings you to our attention like political conventions <laughs> <laughs> always happy to be here patrick coming up right after the break we'll finish up the show and look forward to tomorrow this is the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo <laughs> 458 on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo coming up tomorrow on the program Libby Screen from the ACLU will be with us. We're going to talk about Supreme Court. Continue our Supreme Court decision or Supreme Court discussion here on the show. It'll be a good time. You're going to want to join us. We'll get the Boon Man in here, perhaps. It's going to be a blast. Stay cool, everybody. Have a great day. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.